bittersweet And yes, such a simple melody I'll switch from minor to a major key What's up fam? Welcome back to the Time is Right podcast. My name is Scott Smith and we have a very, very special episode. One that a lot of people have been looking forward to and we are super excited that you would spend a little bit of time with us here on Time is Right. Uh, This is a podcast of Ripe Creatives. We're a ministry based in the city of Philadelphia. We serve artists, we throw events, we do a lot of beautiful things here in the city. And uh, the date we're going to be going back in time to, to speak about is Tuesday, March 14th, 2023. We did a thing called a Creatives Gallery. This was actually our third one, and uh, it all went down at a place called the Story Factory Philly, uh, which you've probably heard of before if you've been here on the podcast because we spent a lot of time there. It's our home base for our Creatives Philly events. And to talk about today's episode, we have three guests plus myself. Uh, Jarrett Topma Moses is back. Welcome back. Hello, hello. It's always good to have Topmop with a microphone in his hand. He is always here <laughs> recording, producing, editing, and releasing these podcasts, but every once in a while we get to hear his voice as well, which is good. Didn't even know I was going to be on it till two hours ago. <laughs> hey, well, welcome to the uh, this side of the podcast, Jerry. We appreciate you being here. We also got Miss Emily Phillips. How you doing? Hello. Happy to be back. It's always a pleasure to have Emily. She is here for many, many things. Uh, Emily is on staff with us with Ripe Creative. She is one of the most important people in all of the things that we do. And so it's always good to have her voice here. And she is the one responsible for throwing all these creatives with galleries. This is one of her babies. And so we're super excited to hear her voice. Our final guest and the most important guest in the room, if I must say so, is the featured artist from the Creatives Gallery on March 14th. Devin Days is in the room. How you doing, Devin? I'm doing fantastic. I'm very honored to be here. We are super excited to have you. Um, this is going to be a fun episode. And uh, you should know Jarrett Top Mop Productions. You should know Emily Phillips if you've been on the podcast before. But Devin, this is your first time. And so can you uh, can you just give a little bit of context for who you are? Sure. I am a 22-year-old artist from Ben Salem, PA. Um, I go to Temple University and I'm a painting major there. Hopefully I'm graduating next year. Whoop, whoop. I really hope so. I'm sick of it. And I go to City Reach Church. Best church. Whoop, whoop. Hey, shout out to City Reach. Shout out to the Temple Owls. We, uh, we've had actually a couple episodes revolving around uh, Temple shenanigans that we have done. That's their mascot? Temple Owls. Go Owls. Oh, yeah, that explains weird. all the owls I see around Philly. Hoo-hoo. <laughs> the like, red and black ones. <laughs> That was a very, very bad impersonation of an owl. Devin, thank you for being here, and uh, we're super excited to have you in this conversation. It was an amazing, amazing event. And uh, yeah, just to kind of provide a little bit of context, this is our third Creatives Gallery episode here on Time is Ripe. It was also our third gallery event. Um, So going all the way back to March of 22, we hosted our first gallery with Marguerite, and that was an amazing event. If you weren't there, go back, check out the episode. It was a fantastic conversation. Marguerite is one of our favorite people on planet earth she's amazing um and then in october we did our second gallery with rosaline rodriguez um we love rosie so so much she's a part of our ripe community our ripe team um does visual art with the ripe worship team on events sometimes and just an absolute genuine soul and her gallery was amazing that was our first one at the story factory 
And then this one, our third Creatives Gallery, our second at the Story Factory. And uh, yeah, that's that's what brings us to March 14th, 2023. So Emily, can you just kind of pick up on the story coming out of Rosie's Gallery? We wanted to do a third. How did you like know you wanted to do Devin? When did that happen? All that kind of stuff. So I think I saw Devin's art on Instagram some I think Rosie probably put it on her story or something, but I knew that Devin was going to be helping Rosie with her merch table and uh, figuring out like how to get the prints and where she uses um, for her print place. Shout out Fireball, right? Yes, um, Fireball. But so I knew that like Devin was around and I knew she was an artist. And then once I saw her stuff, I was like, this is so unique. This is so different than anything I've seen before. And so my first thing was like, oh, I'm going to show up to this event that I know Devin is going to be at with a table that she's selling stuff. And my sole purpose is to buy some of Devin's art. Um, So I actually have four, like, prints hanging in my room, and they've been hanging there for months now. Um, And that was, like, before I was like, oh, Devin, the next gallery artist. Um, But I think it really was solidified when she was at Rosie's gallery and I just knew like Devin was going to be the next artist and that is what like makes so much sense and like I think God has been like really obvious to me whenever like I figure out who's next like it was never a question of like is Rosie it was like no it's Rosie Rosie's next and same with Devin it's like who's next it was it was Devin like so obvious and like I made the ask and we had our first meeting um and from there it just like everything fell together so nicely um yeah that's awesome was that event the one at Temple at ENC or no is that that you bought the prints yeah same night yep that was cool because that was uh Rashid was there I know I came to that maybe even Greg showed up or something there was like a bunch of our crew there um, and I remember you showing there. And then the gallery was after that ENC event? Yeah. Rosie's gallery was. Okay, cool. Yeah, and shout out to you for serving at Rosie's gallery because you were killing it. And uh, we even remarked on the last episode how you took a picture of like everybody who sold mm-hmm. or bought a print yeah. um, for Rosie to be able to keepsake those mm-hmm. memories and those images. And that meant a lot to her too. So, uh, yes. Emily does not make wrong decisions ever. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot you were at Rosie's gallery. Really? Because I'm like, we're we're at the gallery setting up yours, and I'm like, I've seen her around, but like, why <laughs> why am I remembering her? And you were running and the table. <laughs> I think the whole night was a fever dream. I think I was hopped up on Nyquil and at Rosie's. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Top Mop Productions was uh, bottom bottom shelf productions that night. <laughs> um, he was he was so sick. Jared, I need you to cut that snippet out of. Um of Emily never makes the wrong decision ever. So I can have that as like a ringtone or something. It's just like a little callback of like, I'll get it to remember. you. I'll get I'm, I'm going to be totally honest. I did that in jest because we're going to talk about a, a wrong decision you made on this podcast. No. Oh, so awkward. oh no. Context is key and we're taking it all out. We're taking it there. No, it's, it's good. Um, I'll still send it to you. Thanks. You can keep that as a ringtone. Em. That's fine. Uh, but thank you uh, for giving that backstory. That's super, super cool. Devin, you, um, your pieces, your entire artistic flair is so stinking unique. Thank you. Um, you know, it's it's tough to describe something that's about a visual artist on an audio platform. But please, 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 people, go onto our uh, Creatives Philly page. Check out the flyer. Check out her stuff. Go onto her Instagram. 
um, find images of her stuff because it's it's impossible to describe how incredibly unique it is. Um, but you put a collection together for the March 14th event. Um, I think it was entitled A Sense of Stillness, right? Yes. Can you just talk a little bit more about the collection? You know, describe it as best you can in this audio format. Like, what was A Sense of Stillness all about? Sure. Um, so I started A Sense of Stillness in September 2021. And at that time, I was living in an apartment off campus and... I was in a really like dark place, um, and I remembered that during like quarantine, I started painting. Um, I would make like paintings of flowers and then mail it to my friends, um, like just so that they could, I don't know, like have something sweet during that like rough time of quarantine. Um, and then I remembered how good painting made me feel during that time. So during the like place that I was in where I was just like seeking peace and seeking relief of like anxiety and like whatever it might have been, um, I decided to draw. And at that point I was in my painting major at Temple, but everything that I was making was based on like assignments. It wasn't so much like something I found interesting. So I decided one day in September 2021 to just draw something um, and I ended up thinking it looked cool and it made me feel at peace. So then I just kept drawing things and then I started painting things and now we have a sense of stillness. Wow. Were any of those drawings the ones that were hung up at the gallery? Yeah. So the three ladies one. Um, that was the very first one that I made and that one was there. And I think all of the oil pastel drawings were during that time, or at least most of them. Mm -hmm. Um, but then a lot of the paintings were when I was like better <laughs> mentally. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I don't, I don't think I even realized the significance of that. So just to kind of give visual context like when you walked in her gallery had two different styled things like there was paintings that were hung up um not on walls but on pipe and drape because that's what we've been doing there um because we didn't we're not allowed to put nails in the wall um, but there was also a section of these drawings and i never put two and two together like oh that's where you started was the drawings and then you worked kind of worked your way up to do the the full scale full size paintings yeah that's stinking dope. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't realize that they were part of like the same collection together because we've had other galleries where it's like there was the collection and then there were just like a couple extras. Mm, yeah. So this technically was the biggest gallery to date with the most pieces. Yeah, pieces wise for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Marguerite, I think, had 18 or something like that, but 17. 17. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Very, very cool. Well, thank you for sharing that. And now you have a sense of stillness. And we'll get to more of that about whenever we get to the interview. Um, as I said, this was our second Creatives Gallery at the Story Factory, our new home base. It was so different than the first one, right? Like Rosie's wasn't just our first gallery at the Story Factory. It was our first event ever at the Story Factory. So there's a lot we just didn't know yet. And we're like new tenants, so to speak, new partners in crime. And we're like tiptoeing around stuff like, I don't know what we're allowed to do yet, you know? 
And Rosie's Gallery was amazing, but I think coming out of Rosie's, you, Emily, had like a lot more confidence about like, I know there's some stuff I want to do differently for Devin's. Um, what were some of those like changes that you were making in your head as we were planning? Yeah, so I think there were a lot of things that I changed for Devin's gallery. One of them being how we use the pipe and drape. For Devin's, I figured out like getting a different type of wire and then I command stripped a hook upside down on the baseboard of the wall and had that like go over the top of the um the pipe and drape so the the backing of uh, all of her pieces was black um, and then they were hanging off the top of it um, and then even in that like we changed the lighting of the room so the, the main lights were all the way off um, and we had spotlights on everything and the stage lights on and so it just created a whole different vibe and aesthetic of the room and it just brought so much um like emphasis on the pieces especially with Devin's collection being so colorful like having these like bright spotlights on each of her pieces to show like the the truest colors that they have but also like the rest of the room was was dim so like you couldn't help but like gravitate towards each of the pieces um, and then we also set up tables in the middle of the room so like if you weren't like walking around, you could stand at one of the tall tables and like be still in the room instead of going underneath the awning part. Um, Cause we found that that was like a hub for a lot of like just hanging out. Um, and so those are just like a couple of the things that we did differently for Devin's that I think made a huge difference in how the night looked and how everything ran. So. Yep. Absolutely. A lot of, a lot of changes, stuff that you just don't know until you try, right? You can't, you can't really know, like, you know, at Rosie's, like you said, a lot of people were under the overhang kind of area, not out in the the gallery space a lot, right? I mean, people obviously enjoyed all the pieces and went around and looked, but but we created a space where people gathered in the gallery more, um, like in the physical room with all the paintings were. And I, th I think that just makes for a more special environment. And yeah, the lighting being different was a huge switch up, but we'll probably even talk more about kind of how we got there in a bit. Um, one of the interesting things that was different about this event too is just Devin, your mom, uh, is ridiculously talented. Yeah, she is. As well. So wonderful. Um, can you just describe what it is that she does, like her business stuff, like what she does so people can, can kind of get a grasp of what she does? Sure. So my mom, her Instagram is at Sweet Dreams by Dana. Look so at cute. that. <laughs> so cute. It's really good stuff. Um, but she is a party decorator. Um, she makes candy tables. So it's like someone will tell her the theme and like maybe what specific desserts or candy they want. And she'll create a really pretty table and like a backdrop. And she does balloon garlands and centerpieces. And like she can do just a table, just centerpieces or like the whole event. Um, she's done like baby showers, weddings parties quinceaneras like everything yeah she is incredible and so it was like basically you know hey Devin, do you want to do this gallery with us i didn't realize at the time that that meant getting your mama <laughs> to come be a part of like the design aspect yeah. of the night and what an asset that was you know similar to how rosie's family did so much of the food and like brought this whole Dominican flavor to the experience that was so stinking beautiful. Like your mom brought something really, really special as well. 
her like aesthetic and the way that she put together the food tables and the dessert table like made everything feel so refined so like professional and like aesthetic and and like i think it just added to the realness of the whole event like it was amazing yeah i forget who it was but they said like i felt super underdressed (laughs) do you remember who that was They were like, I feel like I should have a suit on. Jason and Elle were like, we felt really underdressed. We this is an event that we would have paid for because like it was amazing and we should have been dressed up because it felt like that. It felt like we it it needed that, you know. I mean that would be an interesting thing if we just like required our team to dress like super nice for the galleries (laughs) from now on. Just see if it rubs off on people and people (laughs) feel like they uh, becomes a high society event. (laughs) No, it was awesome. Um but yeah, that that context I think is super helpful for your mom as we get into the setup day. Um, March thirteenth is the day before the event, and we had um, we always need the day before the event to do setup stuff. Um, before Rosie's event, we got in there the evening before. There's like a hilarity story there as we like spent two hours trying to figure everything out, and then we had sixty minutes to get it all done. Um, this this one we had a little bit of a, a hiccup. Miss Emily, who does nothing wrong. Uh, <laughs> what happened, Em? <laughs> so I made assumptions, and you know what they say about assumptions. And um, so I just, I did kind of like an email check-in, like, hey, just wanted to like check in when we can get in the, the space on Monday, when we can get in the space on Tuesday. Like, Sunday. Not even. It was probably it was probably Saturday. I sent the email, so, or no, it was Sunday, and then Monday morning I got a response, and it was like, oh yeah, nine to noon or something, and I was like, uh, yeah, nine to one, what? I think. No, nine to noon. It was nine nine to noon, and and you got that email at ten a.m. Yeah. In terms of you seeing it, when I woke up, and at you called me groggy at ten a.m. and you said, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Because I messed up because I assumed that it was the same as as Rosie's gallery, which we were able to get in there uh, five to nine. And that was super helpful. And so that's what I communicated to Devin and her family and all of her friends who were going to come help her (laughs) and (laughs) everyone in Ripe, if they could come and help set up. That's what I communicated because I made the assumption of that's just how these work. But that I can't make that assumption. And I should have checked in way longer in advance. And so... They were like, uh, well, this is like the only time that we have. You can try to, we can see if one of our staff members can stay after and, um, you can be in the space, but you'll have to pay him. And we were like, okay, like it's worth it to that because by the time I got there, it was like 1130. Like we were not getting much done except like vision things. And it gave, it was good because like. Me and Devin spent the rest of the afternoon picking up all of like the command hooks and like just running errands that we knew we needed to like get the whole space put together that night. Um, And that was really helpful. But so shout out to Brian for dealing with us and And staying back and Devin's family for coming back and her friends for still coming and everybody for being graceful and gracious to me because I messed up and I could admit that I like dropped the ball there and that sucked, but I learned and it's fine. And you'll know for next time. It was super helpful. I mean, honestly, um, things happen, right? And you don't know what you don't know until it happens. And 
Yes, you made an assumption. It was very. I just was laughing because it was like 10, 10 a.m. And you're like, we have to be out by noon. And I haven't left to go there yet. And I was like, so what are you going to tell Devin? She's like, Devin's on our way now. And I was like, but we're only going to be there for an hour. I didn't even, I wasn't even at your house to pick up the pipe and drape yet. Like I had to take all of that oh, over. Yeah. Like it was. Yeah, we got it, there we by like 1130. We had nothing in that space. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a very fun fiasco. Um, <laughs> but shout out to the story factory, like you said, because, um, yeah, like obviously needed to take care of the maintenance guy to come back because he was only scheduled to be there until noon. But uh, he was willing to come back and reopen up the space for us that evening. And, you know, I just appreciate that. Like they, they had every right to just say, no, you guys can set up tomorrow because you missed your window. You know, this is on you. But they, they went above and beyond to make sure that we were able to set up again on uh, on Monday. And Monday is kind of whenever your mom uh, came into the space and started doing her thing and just killing it. And I just love your parents so much. They were so, like absolute gems um, to work with. And then Jared, that's like whenever you started kind of the lighting ideas, right? Sort of. I had like thought a little bit in the week or two leading up. I know I had texted Emily one or two ideas. I was like, this is what we can try. Don't know if they'll work, but we'll find out day of. And like uh, I had you bring the spotlights over that we have, the big old Leco lights, set them up. I thought they were going to spread out a lot more than they did. Yeah. And we're like, well, uh, we dragged those in for uh, for nothing. <laughs> so we thought. So we thought. So we Yeah, thought. the Leco, these Leco lights are like, uh, they were given to us in the same. In the Namara bundle. Yeah, Namara bundle that she gave us. Shout out to Namara. We love you. Thank you for your generosity. We're using all the equipment you gave us. We're using as best it a lot. we can. <laughs> Shout out to Namar. Thank you for the equipment. But I remember us getting back in there on Monday night and because everybody had to leave for like five hours because the building was shut down yeah. from 12 to 5. And we came back and that team that just put everything together, Emily, was that was amazing. Like you guys hung every single piece that night, right? Yep. And the three hours that we had, six to nine that evening. Shout out to Anya and Luke. For helping yeah. so much too. And get Luke getting the prints like hung super well with like the tension and everything. Yeah. That was super helpful. I remember watching them. They spent some time tweaking that to get it right. Yeah. They're yeah. the best. The investment that everybody made, it was just excellence, right? And that's one of our core values in Ripe Creatives. It's just a blessing whenever you're around people that genuinely care to make it the best it could be. And a lot of the like trial and error stuff for these galleries is just moving towards a night like yours where it's like, man, this thing is really good. Like this is incredibly special. Um, so shout out to both of you, Devin, your friends, Emily, you had some people come in. Eves came through and helped with hanging some pieces. Jared was there all night. <laughs> My, one of my favorite things was you guys, you, like, Scott and Jarrett were doing dumb voices and, like, being just, <laughs> just themselves. The and the, looking over to Devin's mom and seeing her just, like, cracking up. <laughs> and she was like, Emily, how do you deal with this? I was like, I do not know. <laughs> like, this is absurd. <laughs> I know this was a super stressful night for you guys, but it was easy for me. Because it's not like a normal creatives event, so the stress was not on me. So I was just, I was just there. Cutting I was up. relaxed. I'm like, yeah, just tell me whatever to do. I'll do it. But <laughs> like, ah, it's fine. <laughs> it was super fun. Um, shout out to everybody who came through on Monday to help set up. 
And then, uh, yeah, Tuesday morning, day of show, uh, Emily was asking me about coming early in the morning, and I, I talked to Dar whenever I got home. She was like, what time are you going in? I was like, well, I think Emily's going in around 9. But I was like, I think I'm just going to give her the morning herself because I think she's going to actually need that. And Dar was like, yeah, she probably does. So I just was like, I'm not going in until 12. And I think you had a you had a really successful morning on Tuesday, the actual day of the show. Yeah, it was great. I got to do all like the little detail nitpick things that other people might not understand or appreciate, but I very much do. Um, and I just got to spend time like alone in the space um, and enjoy like what was being put together and and like slow down. I think that was a big thing with Rosie's gallery and Marguerite's. I just felt so like like oh my gosh there's all these things I have to get done and I have to do them all right now and like like so like go 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 um but for Devin's there were two points um on one on Monday one on Tuesday where I was able to just like slow down and and take one thing at a time and enjoy the process um in like a very different way than the other two because there was like there was just the space to, there was the time to like, Hey, we're going to get coffee first and then we're going to go run errands and come back in the evening. And the next day, like Tuesday, I was able to get there. I got there probably around 10. Um, and I was just able to like finish hanging some of the pieces that didn't get fully hung up. And I got to like level everything one at a time and triple check. And I just got to like spend time being slow, which was really refreshing. And it set my night up super well because I was able to just like enjoy when people got there. I wasn't like super stressed out and like all over the place. I was like very ready to receive people into the space. So. Yeah, that was the calmest I've seen her at a gallery. <laughs> yeah, that's facts. That's facts. <laughs> that afternoon, um, Jared comes back. We all get up the, the lights and all that stuff. We had a nice little debate about shutting the house lights off completely or not, or at their lowest level. Oh, uh, yeah, we were going back and forth a little bit. Yeah, I mean, both would have been great. But oh, I think you, you brought the, the that's what it was. You brought the PARS that day. We had talked about it bringing them... Um, Monday night, but you had been busy and hadn't even been able to get home to grab them. Right. We yeah, set so them all we, up I brought Tuesday. the rest of the lights on Tuesday so yeah. that we could have the option of, do we want to shut the lights off completely? If I bring all of my lights and we get some other lights and we figure this out, maybe it's possible. And mm-hmm. it ended up being perfect. Super successful afternoon, getting everything uh, finalized and all the details worked out. And uh, thank you to everybody who brought equipment or came and hung and just got to be a part of the, the, the day. Uh, your parents were a huge part of Tuesday, the day of. Yeah. Did definitely. they do all the food themselves? It was my mom and dad and then my aunt Debbie and my uncle. Um, hey. Yeah, they all... My mom and my aunt Debbie worked together a lot on my mom's tables too. Um, my aunt Debbie's super creative and like a good help. Um, and so they came up with all the ideas like the veggie cups and like putting ranch at the bottom and then sticking all the vegetables in so it looks pretty (laughs) and like all that stuff they came up with and put together yeah super good it was a it was a dream team it was a dream team for a gallery i was like oh my goodness these are these people are professionals 
Literally, yeah. There was a gallery in the main room and then a gallery on the table. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. <laughs> yeah, for real. People could have just came for the, uh, just for the food. <laughs> everybody ate, everybody like, it, there's just always this awkward, like when people are getting there, like, uh, I don't want to be the first yeah. person to go eat. But I was like, somebody go like eat. Somebody go tear up that table and make, give everyone else the opportunity and the permission to go as well. Yeah. And as soon as that first person went, that table was like, Smashed. everybody, everybody was hubbing around it to like get some because it yeah. was incredible. Yeah, six six o'clock p.m. The doors open, and immediately people start coming. Do you guys remember how were you feeling, Devin? Like as doors were opening, insane. It felt like a dream like it was so surreal i remember um i've been praying or like leading up to this show i was praying like hardcore for weeks um just that like god would do whatever he wanted to do with the night and after you prayed like when we had like our prayer i think it was like 5 30 before um while you started praying i started crying and then I was like, oh, no. It was just like, it felt so real. And then once you were done praying, um, my parents came up to me and I was literally weeping. And I was like, what is going on? So I think just like at that, like between like 5.45 and 6, it all like really settled in. And it was like, okay, like people are about to start coming. And it was just the craziest feeling like it felt like nothing I've ever felt before. Just like no way, all these people are about to come look at my art. <laughs> like what for what? You know, it was just a crazy feeling, and I'm so grateful. So good. <laughs> We're all like getting teary eyed over here, uh, listening to you speak about this. Um, when we say all these people, we're talking about a, about 185 people came through the doors that night to come check out the gallery. Uh, it was absolutely insane. It was our largest creatives event ever. Uh, not just concert or <laughs> so crazy. open mic, but any of the galleries. I mean, all the galleries have been super, super substantial. Um, a part of that is Emily spearheading that with making it super accessible by making it a free event that people just register for. But also, Devin, credit to you. Like, you drove the story right you shared it with everybody that has ever you know bought your art or been to one of your other shows where you've been showing at a table or your friends from college right like there yeah. a ton of people came through they love you and i was no surprise to us that that many people came but um because you're awesome and a lot of people in the city value you and love your art and would want to come support it but uh, yeah, 180-ish people, 185-ish, right? Yeah, it was it was so sweet to see, like, how proud your family was of you. Yeah. Like, not just your parents, but your aunts and cousins and uncles and, and everybody, like, as I was meeting them, as they were coming through the doors, just, like, making sure people knew, like, oh, yeah, that's my niece, that's Aww. that's my, like, like, that's my daughter. That's, like, Pete wanting to just, like... I'm so proud of her. Like, she's amazing, and I'm so excited to be here. Like, it was it was so sweet. And, like, even 
skipping ahead just a little tiny bit, even during your interview, they were all standing in that one section yes. with all their phones up recording you the whole time. And they were just so proud of you. And I was like, oh, this is so sweet. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad that they all stood in that corner, too, because I was too scared to look around. So it was like they were right in my line of vision. Mm -hmm. So I could just literally talk to my mom during the interview so i wasn't as nervous <laughs> that's so cute what the heck <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get to the interview in one second i will say one of the cool things right at the beginning was a guy came right in off the street yeah he was just walking by i think he was coming off of work had his backpack or something or i don't know i don't know his story but he was just walking past because we had our signs this time <laughs> Thank you, Home Creative Media, for uh, making our signs. We ordered these signs. They were not at the last event, but we had them for this one. And they were at every corner of the block, basically, around the building. And so people are just like, creatives, what's that? Creatives, what's that? Creatives, what's that? Why, do, why are there so many signs that say creatives? And this random guy, I just happened to be getting stuff out of my car, um, or I was helping your dad bring something in or something. And I just saw him. I was like, hey, you going in? And he's like, I don't know what it is. I was like, just check it out. It's a gallery. And then he just walked in and he like spent some time and I guess he talked to you too, right, Devin? Yeah. I just remember walking up and this guy being like, yeah, I just saw the sign and walked in. And in my head, I'm like, no, like what? No way. Because that's another thing. Like, just like, it was so crazy seeing God work. Like, just like all the things I'd prayed for panned out and it was like the most perfect it could have been and seeing like someone walk in from the street was just like i don't know it was just crazy for me yeah super 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 special and then leading up to the interview right before the interview um i think it was emily came up to me and said her first original just got sold blah 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 blah, blah. and then they're like she bought it or you introduced me to her yeah. Which was funny because I knew the girl. Oh, <laughs> Because yeah. I had gone to Two Lines on Friday. Shout out to Greg Snow and AVG and the whole team over there. I'd been at Two Lines on Friday, and my pitch was I performed, and then I said, look, if you like what you heard, follow Creatives Philly. We're throwing an event this Tuesday, Creatives Gallery. Come. Mm. It's free. It's going to be amazing. And she came. Wow. And then she was the person to buy the first That's original. Crazy. And I was like, you know, God is so funny because she probably wouldn't have heard of it because yeah. I don't think she followed Creatives Philly before that or knew really of us. Yeah. Um, but she came with her and her manager. She's like an artist, poet, yeah. singer, person. Her manager? So he is like affiliated. I don't know if he owns it, but with our album. And yeah. I've like gone to their events and sold my art. And oh, he came to Rosie's show with like his friend both yep. of them i think are friends with the guy that he came with um because he'd seen me posing about rosie's so he came to that one so it was cool that he came to mine too yeah they came together and i yeah i remember that now that he knew you yeah. she didn't but she had met me at mm -hmm. two lines on friday and then they both like knew of it and then they were yeah. like, oh maybe this is like we should go yeah and then she ends up buying the first original so Which crazy. is my favorite original of the collection. If I'm biased, I'm biased, but <laughs> it's the piece of the that's on the flyer. Yeah. Um, can you talk about that piece itself? Sure. Um, so with so since I started drawing and then 
I liked how the drawings looked and wanted to make them into paintings. Um, that was like one of the first ones where I was like, okay, how do I translate these drawings into paintings? And my advanced painting teacher at the time would like tell me that I need to create a space for them to live in, like create a world for them to exist in. So with that piece, I tried to like depict like some characters living their like regular life, like in their living room. Um, and it ended up being like my favorite piece ever. I think it's my second favorite piece to this day that I've created. Um, and I was just like very experimental with it. Like I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, Heavily inspired by Carrie James Marshall and the black artist movement of the like 60s and 70s. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really inspired by the 70s and like black art and abstract art. And so I just wanted to like put all of that together in one painting. And so I did. <laughs> yes, you did. That's so cool. <laughs> I, I love that. that piece. That piece was, and the, the Lico on it. The Lico light that we were talking about earlier. Oh yeah, like it made the color yeah, pop that on that crazy. wall. If like, anyone wants so to donate clear. more Lico's, uh, we could use like twelve more because that would be great to do like one Lico, one for, Lico each per each, for each piece. <laughs> yeah, if anybody got any Lico's laying around, uh, yeah, contact us. We would be happy to receive that donation. <laughs> um, it was so beautiful, and it was just like a palpable moment in the night because Emily's like celebrating, you're celebrating. I think you were like shocked. Yes, I was <laughs> like genuinely. I don't, it's like, I feel like with events that happen in life, something is always like a little wrong, like, or something is like, oh, I wish that happened. Or I don't know. But for this event, it literally went the most perfect that it could have. Like everything that I had prayed for was like happening. And it was crazy and like the amount of people who came and just like the support and like the love that people were showing me was just so crazy and like my fan like it was like I think it's because it was literally like everyone I know plus more like my whole family my friends from school my friends from church my best friends and like people that I didn't even know and like friends of friends it was just like everyone that I love in one space like to recognize my art and it was I don't know it was just so crazy I'm still shocked to this day how do you feel I'm hearing that huh oh I like this the whole gallery like I literally I say this all the time like to people who ask how it went I have no idea how how it all came together I have no idea how everything like found its place and and like how it was so perfect how it was like seamless how the night went so well and like being in the space was just kind of surreal I was like I can't believe I get to do this like I get to like be in spaces like this and like create like opportunity for people to see this kind of art to like experience an artist like this and hear her story and like connect people in this world together um so it it's all like 
so wonderful. So, yeah. Amen. So good. Speaking of the uh, hearing the artist's heart, mm-hmm. uh, we do something at our galleries at 7.30. Shout out to him for designing all this stuff. But um, one of the things you you valued from the very beginning, Em, was I want people to be able to hear the artist share their heart. And so you started this whole heart behind the art at 7.30 thing. And uh, it's basically like a half-hour interview, and you guys were on stage. And uh, like Devin said, she was able to look at her mom the whole time, <laughs> uh, which was a big part of the value of it um, and the, the peaceableness. I remember Devin being ridiculously nervous for this interview, yeah. which I think is ridiculous because you were so well-spoken, <laughs> that incredibly was, oh well-spoken. Oh, my God, I promise. That was not me <laughs> at all. It's like leading up to it, I didn't even want, like, Emily sent me the questions beforehand so that I could, like, prepare. But I was like, I don't want to look at the questions because I just want the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do. And I don't want to, like, manipulate that at all. So I had, like, an idea of the questions, but I was trying not to think of, like, the answers so that it could just be real and authentic when I got on the stage. Um, And I was so scared, genuinely. Like, even walking up I was like shaking like when I was sitting down I was shaking and I was just like okay like God's gonna do what he wants to do like let me relax and I think after like the first question I was like oh I'm so calm it was just literally God like that was not me I don't remember anything I said like I blacked out (laughs) it's like God took over my body um which is what I was praying that he would do so it's just really crazy but it was really cool i'm just glad that my mom was standing over there mm-hmm. and then john and bj <laughs> with their signs were standing behind my mom so it was like okay awesome <laughs> so sweet i i love like because i think we kind of had a similar experience with like because i don't i don't love being on the microphone asking questions and like trying to make sure i word things right and have responses <laughs> to things like that is not where i'm most confident at all but I think even like throughout the like preparation time of the gallery getting stuff set up but even going into the interview process like there was such a piece mm. um and I think that really has to do with like the way that you create the way that you like you shared in the interview like how you like try to like flood as much peace that like God gives you into your paintings and I think that was so felt in the room like even by us just like how we were operating we like felt that stillness we felt that peace um and I think that's so special because it's definitely not what I've experienced like with the galleries before not to say like that I was anxious but like I think I was just so aware of all the things that had to get done and all like, okay, I want to make sure all of this goes perfectly and really well. And I need to like be doing something at all times. And if I'm not, then I'm doing something wrong. Mm. And I tend to talk really fast when I get nervous (laughs) or like just try to like jump to the next question or something. (laughs) Um, And so it was just so special to like feel at peace and just like, and I think your paintings like in that space really like set up that ability to do that so it was so good (laughs) the interview was amazing it was so 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 good I remember I think one of the cool things that you've done Emily is just make it a few questions originally initially I mean so that it creates time and space and encourages people to ask their own questions 
And when you open up that floor, it's just person, 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 person for like another 20 minutes at least. Just people asking question after question after question. Um, and it just draws out so many things out of your heart. Um, I just, I was so encouraged by the way that you like brought it all back to Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, and you made it known like that he's a part of your creative process. And for anybody just walking in off the street or a friend of a friend or whatever, there was no doubt that God's heart and values were being communicated through your voice, but also your art on the wall. Yeah, I think even the whole idea of like a sense of stillness and finding this peace internally, but also giving that peace to other people, it was felt like you're absolutely right. Like there's nobody leaving that place heavier than they walked in. Yay. <laughs> that's the whole goal of it. So that's really cool. Were any of the questions that you got asked by M or I know you're saying that you blacked out, you don't remember anything, but <laughs> is there anything you remember that like is worth worth rehashing at all? Oh, I remember when my niece came up and what did she ask? I kind of forget what she asked, but I feel like it was something like, um, was it like, how do you, what do you have to say to like kids who want to create or something? Mm -hmm. I don't know, but whatever it was, it like really touched my heart because I know that she likes to draw, um, and so just being able to like pour into her in that moment was so refreshing. And then thinking about like if any of the other like younger people in there were touched by what I had to say on that topic was that was like one of the main things that like even a few days after that I would just think about like the young people who I might have possibly inspired even a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, like, I would literally cry just thinking about it. So definitely my niece's question was yeah. nice. Yeah, it was so cute. So cute. Anything from your and M about the interview? Um, there's one thing that you said towards the end. And, like, Scott knows I, I like, hate recognition <laughs> for some reason. It makes my skin crawl. But <laughs> during, <laughs> during the time of, like, you doing your thank yous and shout outs and stuff, you, like thanked me for seeing you and that's what got me that like I was like good until that moment um because I feel like that was just like a full circle like I'm not a visual artist I don't know why the Lord has given this desire to me um and it hasn't been my whole life that I've like loved art like this but um like when he gave me this this idea of creative gallery it was because people weren't being seen and it was because like gifts were being overlooked or spaces weren't being created and people they weren't inspired because they didn't see it they didn't they didn't know things were possible and so that moment of like like god thank you so much for like giving me your eyes to see to like pull out because like your niece like the young people in the room who who were inspired by that night who were inspired by your words I just got to be a part of that like I got to be a part of that like trickle down of people discovering their like creative niche Mm -hmm. um and that was like very 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 special to me um yeah (laughs) 
Wow. Man, oh man. Thank you all. Um, before we uh, wrap up completely, whew, we just got to talk about the support that happened that night. Like, what the heck? Uh, I forget who it was that was working your uh, table. The guy on the... Oh, it was Anthony. Anthony was there. Shout out to Anthony. He was a part of the Matthew Schuler concert we did a couple years ago. So we've known Anthony for a minute. And uh, I said, like, how's it going at the Prince table? He said, dude, I think 90% of the people in here are walking away with at least something. Wow. And also during that time, like post-interview, I think the second original sold right before the uh, the interview. Oh, it was you. You bought it. <laughs> yeah, I bought it. Emily. <laughs> Emily cheated <laughs> um, to get it to two. But that, that one got to two and then... But then more originals after the interview, yeah. like how many more originals sold? Three more. Three more originals right off the walls. But then the Prince table was getting ransacked by yeah. everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, like I just, I remember looking at the Prince table and there was not a moment all night for three hours that somebody wasn't there buying something. That's so crazy. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was yeah. insane. I mean, I, I guess that's what happens when you have 180 people there, right? <laughs> but it was, but yeah, it, it would be easy for people to be like, oh, I didn't pay for this. I just came in. I'm just enjoying it. I'm going home. But no, I think people came and the way that we pitch it and, you know, push people in that direction, I think helps a little bit. But it's like, support the artist, support yeah. the artist, support the artist, because we want to build a culture of that. And we want to build that as a value system in the city more and more mm-hmm. that artists should be um, honored and supported, right? We're a ministry to the artists. We want to serve artists. And this is like just a super practical way that we could do it. It was amazing to see the fruit of it. Mm-hmm. Like it was super encouraging for us of like, oh, this is actually going to matter mm-hmm. for your life. Yeah. What's happening tonight? Yeah. I just think um, with like the support, like, uh, my friends Deja, Ani, and Luke were all telling me like there literally wasn't a second where there wasn't anyone at the table. It was completely packed consistently, and I just appreciate. I don't. I appreciate them for even doing the table because I feel like it had to be overwhelming for them to be like constantly talking to people um, and like keeping things under control. So I'm so grateful to them. Um, but then also just everyone who came and supported, like they didn't have to, you know, like they chose to. And everyone who bought originals, Emily, thank you. Um, it's just such a crazy, surreal thing. Like, because like I was just on my bed and drew that one picture the one time. And then now I'm having like 180 people come to look at it like what and then not even just like look at it like buy it yeah to have in their homes forever like they have like a piece of you because they like loved it so much that they took it home with them so crazy um so yeah but i also want to thank you guys not only okay like i'm not gonna be like the whole (laughs) thank you thing again because you know hopefully how thankful i am but um for the way that you push people to support it's so like i think it definitely helps um and like encouraged people to be like oh like 
they're right. Maybe I should support. Like, even though I wasn't planning to, I can at least buy like a dollar sticker or something. So thank you guys for like pushing people to support artists because I think that it's overlooked a lot. Mm. So yeah, it's valuable. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's been our heart. It's like, how do you shift from a, you're a product and we consume you to you are a son, a daughter, a friend, an influence, and we need to support you, right? Like that's been our whole MO is like, how do we create a culture where we're building people up so that they are not being dehumanized mm. as a product to be consumed? Yeah. And a, I think a big piece of that is like that it, it it's not transactional for us, right? Like we are, we're trying to sow even from the outset of like doing the galleries these ways, right? Like any other gallery situation you're going to walk into, it's going to be a contract signing a whole bunch of paperwork in terms of percentages and splits and all that kind of stuff. And at least until this point, we've done it in a way where it's free to the artists, right? And trying to be a picture of kingdom generosity for everybody in that space to inspire um, more people to, to think that way, you know, and, and the reality is we're only able to do that because of the people who partner with us, right? And the people, the churches and individuals who support us. Um, and so, you know, we're recipients of generosity, but we're also givers of generosity in the same sense. Like we want to be a thing that as we, God provides for what our needs are, then we're able to, to bless and encourage others through that. Um, and this year I just think has been a story of that overall for right. Like a lot is happening, crazy bookings and trips and things where our artists are being blessed. And then creatives is a platform where we get to multiply that out to people who aren't even necessarily a part of our team, um, that are like, I'm a ripe artist, but creatives is a way for us to still serve more and more artists outside of just our team. So thank you to everybody who partners with us and gives to support the Ministry of Ripe Creatives. The Creatives Galleries do not happen without your partnership and support. And so uh, thank you for being here. Most of the people who listen to this podcast are people who partner with us. And this whole podcast is our way of saying thank you to you for allowing us to do everything that we get to do. Um, if you're here, you happen to listen to this podcast because you stumbled upon it or you know Devin, um, and you're here and you don't currently partner with Ripe Creatives, we would love for you to jump on our website and uh, you know check it out, click the give button, consider partnering with us at whatever uh, capacity or frequency is right for you. Um, all of your support goes a huge long way in helping us produce more things like Creatives Galleries um, and everything else that we do throughout the city and throughout the region. So uh, thank you for to everybody who already partners with us. Thank you for considering partnering with us if uh, you don't already. And uh, we really appreciate you spending some time with us here on Time is Right. And uh, yeah, thank you, M. Thank you, Devin. Jared Top, my Moses. Thank you, sir, for everything you do for this uh, podcast. And uh, until next time, y'all, stay right. From sin's
consequence and yet all 